911, what's the nature of your emergency? episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how one bad seed might try to ruin it all. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. So today, I want to really dive deep into talking about the LA Sheriff's deputy who claimed he was shot being shot at by a sniper this occurred in an unincorporated area of la county and a few days ago he claimed that he was being shot at by a sniper from an apartment complex right outside the police station and it got a huge response from outside agencies from the helicopter, from air support, from just everything that we would expect to be there if that instance were to happen. And so after the response, after everything calmed down, they started really investigating this. This deputy had a hole in his uniform, claimed he took the round to his chest. But after further investigation, they discovered He had actually cut holes in his own uniform with his knife and that no one in that area even heard any shots go off. And this is a few days after the actual incident and and come to find out he lied about everything. And in lying about it, he drained our tax system for the fees of of having all these officers respond, having all these support systems in place that really just took away from other emergencies or other needs that the county, the cities could have used. And what I want to get into on this is now, of course, he's fired. He's going to face criminal charges for making a false police report, even though he's a police officer. But us as police officers are going to have to repair this image even harder now than it was before. And in that, I mean, people for the most part don't trust police officers. They think we're liars. And and I shouldn't say most people. There's a large number of the population who think we're, we lie about what we do say or conduct our ways in a daily basis. And so now we're going to have to swim upstream once again just to recover from this. This guy will get a slap on the hand. He was young. I think he was only 21 years old. But it has turned into something where if one of us do it, all of us look bad. And there's so many instances of one bad officer, one bad incident that makes all of us look bad. We're not set apart just as individuals. We're looked at as a whole. And so everything that we do on a daily basis, of course, goes unnoticed. And and for the most part, we don't mind that. We're not heroes. We're not those people who feel that we need that accolade. But the public perception is very important. When I go to court, I have to testify. 
I have to testify based off of what the victim, the witness, the suspect has told me. And if I don't have any integrity behind that, no jury will ever find anyone guilty of a crime. And so that's why it's just so important to have that integrity backing us. Wow. Where do we begin with this? The first thing that comes up for me is that it's so rare for somebody with that type of mentality to even make it halfway through the screening process. It is so vigorous to even become a police officer. And that's something, unless you've experienced that or you know somebody who has, perhaps might be difficult to wrap your mind around. The type of detailed investigation that goes into a background for a potential officer takes a great deal of time. And the process that an officer has to go through as an individual is incredibly painstaking. Painstaking. It's to the point of interrogation almost to where it's very difficult to slip through the cracks. So I want to point that out because he was a young officer. So for whatever reason, something was missed and maybe not. Maybe something developed here on out. Maybe something developed as a consequence of being an officer. Maybe something developed that had nothing to do with his profession that created this type of behavior. Like, you just don't know. If you were to sit back and look at a lot of the mental health statistics, there are a lot of things that manifest in your early 20s. So maybe that had something to do with it. It's just speculation, right? Like, who the hell knows why this happened? Why this ludicrous guy decided to do something you know, it's attention, right? Like, I, why the hell would somebody decide to do something so stupid? Like, it's for attention. And that's absolutely right. I think the attention factor of trying to make the news, trying to get noticed, trying to become big, the next social media star for whatever reason has backfired on them. And that could be too. Clint and I talk about this all the time, how this generation that is up and coming is so different from anything that the world has ever experienced before. Perhaps that has something to do with it. Only time will tell. And hopefully not. Hopefully there's not more of these bad seeds picked out of the entire generation and the upcoming. Well, there's always going to be bad seeds in law enforcement, in firefighting, in anything and everything that we do. There's always those bad seeds that will slip through the cracks. And that's what this goes to show is no matter what profession you're in, there's always going to be those people. I know you as a listener right now could name someone who you work with that you're like, yeah, they shouldn't be doing this job. For sure. And the problem is that there's there's such a bright light that's shown on police in particular right now. That having that one bad seed, like that's all that's going to be seen for such a long time. And that's the problem. That's the problem because nobody's paying attention to all of the other nuances that take place in every individual officer's day-to-day job. And none of it's bad. It's difficult for the officer. There are many officers that question 
whether or not they can keep doing this because of the pressure that things like media keep putting on them. And instances like this just magnify it even more. And it's too bad. It's too bad because they're not getting that that praise. They're not getting that light shown on them in a positive way. Except for when it comes down to what really matters. And what I mean by that is if you can recall any time that you've actually had to pick up a phone and look at it and feel your hand trembling as you you're about to dial 911 until you know what it feels like to have an officer finally greet you at your door when you're dealing with something that is the most tragic or the most uncomfortable, the scariest, the most painful element that's ever taken place in your life, until you've experienced that and you know that element of peace and surrender and like, thank God, like, I'm not alone. Somebody's here. They're here. They're going to help me. My protector is here. That's all that it feels like. And unless you've experienced that, I don't think that you know anything else because you only know what you see on the news. And there's a caveat to that. Does that mean that I want everybody to have to experience calling 911 with your hands trembling, barely even even able to remember the fucking number 911? Of course not. Has that happened to me? Yes. That has nothing to do with you, Clint, as a police officer. That has something to do with me as a civilian, as a member of the community who needed help in a dire time where I felt like my life was in jeopardy. And I dialed those Three numbers, and in a matter of moments, I was surrounded by these really saviors. They were there to save me. I couldn't do it on my own. And who who else can you call if you're putting law enforcement as the enemy? You're always going to call them still. It's a cop-out to me when I hear people talking so negatively about police as a whole Because when it comes down to the brass tacks of you needing somebody in that moment, that dire moment, the one where you have nobody else to turn to, nobody else to call, you're not going to call the National Guard. They're not going to come. This is your resource. Respect that resource. Why is it so difficult? And I think when we're able to understand that it really doesn't matter what profession you're in, Look at how many doctors. Look at that jackass with the Olympians. Like, there are terrible doctors out there. But we say that there are terrible doctors. But the truth is, there are terrible people. There aren't terrible doctors. There are terrible people who are doctors. That's the difference. There are terrible people very minutely slipped through the cracks that are officers, just as there is in every other profession. And when you're able to understand that, and you know that there's an actual human behind that profession, then you're able to get get past the stigma of that profession and the generalization of the negative or positive connotation of that profession as a whole. And by grasping that and understanding that, it allows you to connect from human to human and know how you feel about that person and not that profession. That's the key has nothing to do with the profession. And when you understand that, 
And you know that there's a human being that exists behind that white coat, behind that badge, behind the fire hose, then you're really able to enjoy your tactical living.